Days turned into nights as I worked relentlessly on my art portfolio. The familiar roughness of the canvas under my fingertips, the intoxicating scent of oil paint, the chaos of vivid hues around my palette. They all brought me alive. It was the same process, yet it felt different. Now, every stroke on the canvas did not just represent the expression of my feelings, but was a testament to a promise, the promise I had made to myself. This wasn't just art anymore, but my lifeline, my full-time commitment. I was no longer creating. I was pouring my soul out, exposing layers of pent-up emotions and thoughts that I had, age-long, always subconsciously perceived, but never articulated. The private studio that had long been my place of solace was now my sanctuary. It was an affirmation of my conviction in my art, where I would spend countless hours engrossed in my work, experimenting with colors and forms, trying to capture the mercurial essence of my thoughts and feelings on the canvas. The smell of linseed oil intertwined with the aroma of my green tea was my new morning symphony, accompanying the orchestra of city hustle outside the window. How I craved these desolate mornings. Even though I occasionally woke up feeling the phantom weight of my office briefcase, it gradually dawned upon me that I was now my own master. My once hobby had metamorphosed into my bread and butter, its gravity finally hitting me when I first logged into my online portal as a full-time registered artist. Never before had my own name caused such a surge of emotions within me. And then, not more than a few weeks into my new life, it happened. The phone rang to the sound of the most unexpected yet desirable news. The New York Art Club had agreed to host a display of my portfolio. My art was going places. I was being noticed. And yes, it was happening sooner than I anticipated. Yet as the ecstasy of this triumphant moment flooded over me, I couldn't help but feel a sudden pang of vulnerability. My art, a part of my very soul, was to be laid bare for people to view, critique, and judge. But this was what I had signed up for what I had dreamt of, the baptism by fire, not chest-thumping bravado, but with a sigh of acceptance, of coping up with the vulnerability, I prepared for my upcoming showcase. As days turned into weeks, I engrossed myself in exploring, inventing, and grappling with all matters pertaining to my art. My spacious studio echoed with the rhythmic swish of paintbrushes against canvas, the scratch of charcoal on paper, the soft murmur of pencil sketches, and the muffled crinkling of colored tubes being squeezed. The sight of my hands, now perpetually stained with smudges of paint, made me smile with a sense of accomplishment unknown before. For the first time, I wore these painterly stains like badges of honor, proudly reflecting my commitment to a new existence as an artist. In that sanctum, my ideas were unfiltered, unapologetic, running rampant across canvases as I poured all my heart into it. Honestly, it was no more limited to the development of my artistic portfolio. The artistic pursuit had chiseled me into shaping a universe of my own, where each brush stroke, every color scheme, and even the most minute textures told a story. Days followed the same rhythmic pattern. A fierce dedication towards honing my craft, imbued with endless cups of green tea, nurturing my spirit, encouraging me to dab into the profound silences of my thoughts. Each art piece seemed to be a reflection of this passionate chaos within me, gradually transforming into a harmonious symphony on canvas. Experimenting with colors, forms, techniques, the thrill of interpreting my inner world into tangible art became my everyday reality. Every new piece I worked on captured a fragment of my soul, a snapshot of my mind at that very moment. The introspective journey started inspiring my creative process, 
molding it into a meditation where each moment was more alluring than the previous. Anxiety, joy, apprehension, excitement, I channeled them all into my craft, blending them with an array of colors into profound masterpieces. The connectivity I felt with each of my compositions was intense, personal, making every artwork strum a different melody in my heart. Despite the mammoth task that it was to comprise years of feelings onto a canvas, every passing day filled me with a zeal that was previously unknown to me. Witnessing the metamorphosis of the canvases from being mere plastered frames to narrating stories that created ripples in the quiet lagoon of my heart were my moments of true victory. Wonders began to happen when my work was showcased for the first time at the renowned New York Art Club, an event that was a pivotal point in my artistic journey. The tremors of nervousness that ran down my spine as I stepped into the bustling room was clouded with the heartening sight of the audience marveling at my art. Their keen eyes wrapped with attention, delicately analyzing each piece was a sight that made my heart swell in contentment, a sight I'd not trade for anything. Every compliment, every constructive critique, Every slight shake of the head was a learning, a stepping stone guiding me further into the labyrinth of art. Observing them, I noticed patterns of interpretations, expressions changing with every beholder's comprehension. The painting that caused someone's brow to furrow in confusion would bring an appreciative twinkle in another's eye. Like the multifaceted reality of life, my paintings assumed different meanings for different people, making me realize the power of perception. Looking at my art hanging on the whitewashed wall, Bathed in soft light, my heart was brimming with accomplishment. It was the manifestation of my dreams, my emotions, my tireless efforts captured within wooden frames, interacting silently with the spectators. The bustling of the crowd, the clinking of wine glasses, the scattered whispers around the room created a melody of success that echoed my name. The storm of emotions washed over me as an ecstatic wave. Yes, this was it. This was a snippet of the creative life I had chosen— the life that chose me back. With every appreciative smile and hearty congratulation, my confidence heightened, and I found the validation I was searching for. The debut exhibition was beyond successful. It was the sparkle of hope that ignited the fire within me to aim higher, strive harder. With renewed vigor, an insatiable quest took birth in me to encapsulate sublime emotions into paint and canvas. That night, as I looked at my reflection, I saw a different version of myself— the ambitious artist who was willing to overthrow all odds to uphold his passion. The exhibition was not merely an event. It was the beginning of a journey entwined with joy, sorrows, achievements, and failures. But most importantly, it was the journey of discovery. A discovery of art, love, and self. Still in this whirl of efforts and reflections, I found a new muse in Amelia. With the stroke on canvas mirroring the rhythm of my heartbeat, I started dating Amelia, another patron of art and creativity. Our shared reverence for art, the beautiful dance of paint across the canvas, stitched together a narrative of love and intellectual stimulation that was second to none. Every shared brushstroke, every shared splash of color, bloomed into a lovely symphony of affection between us. Our creative energies intermingled, gave birth to close conversations, silent shared gazes, laughing over paint-smeared clothes, and fingers stained with our latest palette. It was a romance steeped in the intoxicating melody of art, a harmonious blend of love and creativity, catalyzing a profound bond. Yet, in the midst of this rapid current of love and art, the dedication towards my work often slipped into an obsession. My passion became my obsession, 
and my obsession started staining the canvas of my life, tinging the edges with a hue of melancholy. In times of solitude, when the night sky blanketed the city and the paintbrushes were at rest, I began to acknowledge the alarming intensity of my fixation with my art. A suffocating silence set in. My creative mind would swirl. Ideas would churn in my brain begging to be spilled on the canvas, yet my body was devoid of energy. The fear of creative blocks started subsuming me, making those nights seemingly endless. The battling equation between love and passion, the daunting fear of its inevitable toll, became a recurring nightmare. Each night, in the quiet of the studio, the blank canvas became a mirror reflecting my deepest fears. My passion consuming my relationships, my life. The paints no longer echoed with Amelia's laughter. The brushes no longer danced with our shared moments. My art studio, once a space of vibrant light, was now shadowed by unsettling tranquility, punctuated only by the soft hum of contemplation. But like happiness, melancholy too influences art. And so, as always, my canvas soon started filling up again. The subsequent days were a struggle between my canvas and me, my fears mirroring themselves in the duskiness of my studio. It was during this cycle of feared redundancy that something beautiful sprung from the ashes. Weeks into my self-imposed solitude, a familiar itch darted through my fingertips, compelling me towards the virgin canvas waiting in the corner. The brush in my hand was no longer a tool, but an extension of my very soul, eager to spill its tempest onto the canvas. The outcome was unexpected, a breakthrough like none other that gave birth to a piece unique in its style. I was drawn to this new style, like a moth to a flame. It intrigued me, fascinated me, swept me off my feet. In terms of artistic evolution, it was a leap rather than a gradual crawl. Dubbed as the Grey Twilight, my painting was an abstracted expressionistic piece, a wild child of my creativity released amidst the moments of profound stagnation. True, it was unusual far from the path I had been accustomed to, yet there was an inexplicable rawness to it that I felt drawn towards. This albeit sudden transformation of my artistic language held a mirror to my life, reflecting how unpredictability was the very essence of existence, of art, making it precious. The new style was a pleasant shock to my fellow artists and my audience, and to be quite honest, even to myself. In sync with this breakthrough surged a wave of recognition from the New York Art Club, I could still recall that evening, the thrilling anxiety as I stood back, taking in the sight of the eager crowd thronging in front of my work, their curious eyes scanning each stroke, their whispers filling up the room with anticipation. Every nod of acknowledgement, each gleam of admiration in a stranger's eyes, was a validation of my journey from the confines of the corporate world to becoming a full-fledged artist. In the midst of this newfound artistic recognition, Love, too, marked its sweet presence again. As fate would have it, I met Amelia, another votary of art, a woman who was a universe of colors and creativity within herself. Under an umbrella of shared passion and intellectual stimulation, we brewed a romance tinted in the hues of sunset, warm, comforting, and remarkably rare. In hindsight, it was a phase of my life pulsating with the brilliance of creativity in both work and love. It seemed like the universe was offering me an exquisite melange of artistic evolution, love, and well-earned validation, as if it was a beautiful twilight dyed in hues of my dreams, struggles, and aspirations. Yet life, as fascinating as it is, always ensures the presence of both shadows and light. Just as I carved a niche for myself in the art world and nurtured a budding romance with Amelia, 
An old enemy reared its ugly head. My dreaded adversary, the creative block. A sudden and profound lack of inspiration began lurking within me, impeding my train of thoughts, obliterating the wavelengths of my imagination, leaving me wandering in a creative drought. There's nothing as nerve-wracking for an artist as staring at a blank canvas that just refuses to converse with your imagination. I was stuck in quicksand, sinking in this artistic stagnation as days melted into weeks, leaving an alarming void in my portfolio and an unsettling quiet in my studio. My brushes had stopped dancing, my colors had stopped merging, and my canvas had stopped speaking the profound language of art. Staring at my own infamous gray twilight, I could barely recognize the artist. The soul who had transcoded his deepest emotions onto canvas through whirls of colors, disentangling the ethereal from the ordinary within the crevices of his mind. My former outlets of expression suffered neglect, as my studio fell silent, devoid of life and laughter and the echo of creation. The once vibrant canvases felt like strangers, eloquent in their mute protest against my creative hibernation. Despite grappling with my monochromatic phase, I ensured the eclipse didn't cast a shadow over my relationship. Amelia stood by me, understanding that the road to creation wasn't always illuminated. Sometimes the seed of art flourished in the darkness too. However, this period of artistic silence was also a test of my tenacity, a challenge to retrieve the light, to drag myself out of the creative abyss and find the threads of inspiration once again. I remembered my father's words that life was about dealing with the chaotic symphony of silences and sounds. In the inferno of my silent battle, I began to seek solace in solitary walks around the city, absorbing its resilient energy, the heroic paintings displayed at the museum, finding solace at my old haunts, which were hubs of vibrancy and bustle, living, breathing galleries of human emotion and experience. This city itself had always been a canvas of myriad hues for me, and I realized that its randomness was feeding my creative soul slowly replenishing the reservoirs of my imagination. Finally, I picked up my brush again. This time, not with the pressure to create a masterpiece, but with the intention of simply redefining my boundaries. I allowed the city's undeniable spirit of perseverance to permeate my art as I painted the isolation of objects struggling to create harmony amidst the endless cacophony of life. And thus, my silence led to an unusual series on isolation itself, a testimony to my own wrestling with creativity. The recognition and acclamation that greeted this series underscored my unstated faith. Art was indeed a reflection of life's myriad hues, its resounding silences, and its unspoken solitudes. In retrospect, it was during this grave period that my art truly evolved as I delved deeper into the abstract genre, forcing me to redefine the paradigms of my own ideas, letting me rise yet again. And rise I did, from the ashes of my creative block, like a phoenix reborn, my spirit invigorated and my mind enkindled with a resurgence of artistry. Feeling comfortable with my identity as a full-time artist was like finally wearing a suit that had been tailored just for me. The lingering doubts and uncertainties gave way to a sense of fulfillment and rightness. My art was no longer a secret lover I met in stolen fragments of time. It was my chosen family, my life partner, and my ardent profession. My days were filled with the dreamlike quality of living and breathing art as I immersed myself into creating a world on canvas. But the pathway to dreams is often intertwined with strands of reality. As my solitary journey reached its peak, a date had been stamped for my first solo exhibition. 
I awakened to anticipation clinging to my breath each morning. The gallery lights seemed to flicker in the corners of my eyes, and my heart traced the outline of what was to become a memorable night. Images of a large crowd had started to take form in my mind as I visualized living faces weaving stories around my silent paintings. On the D-Day as I stood in the heart of the exhibition, time seemed to embrace me into slow motion. My eyes skimmed the periphery of the bustling crowd that was engrossed in the articulated journey of my art. The thick atmosphere of apprehension and hope was surreal, and the tangible bubble of anticipation around me was electrifying. Intermittent whispers echoed, as people conjectured interpretations, occasionally looking towards me, the maker of the silent discourse. A gust of relief and satisfaction swept over me as the exhibition seemed to pulsate with life. Through the eyes of the audience, I realized how my isolation series had resonated with people, creating an invisible bond through shared emotions and experiences. Their resonance with my creations was a silent validation of my journey. The collective reaction mirrored humanity's shared canvas of isolation, urging me to explore further into this theme. The vibrancy of the crowd mimicked the heartbeat of my silent paintings and our unison felt like an orchestra, each note perfectly playing its part. As the evening dissolved into the night, the crowd began to thin, leaving behind the wordless yet eloquent presence of my artwork. The emptying art gallery seemed to echo the footfalls of all who had become a part of my artistic journey, leaving behind fragmented stories and bundled emotions. I glanced at my art pieces one last time before I turned the key. My heart filled with a sense of joy and liberation. I was a full-time artist, and it felt right. This was me, living my dream, and the world stood witness.